Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. It's Dane. I'm here with Wags. Wags, we're 3-0, man. Yeah, we predicted right again. You know, if the Packers win every week, we're gonna, they're going to make us look good as well. So, um, <laughs> But, man, Dane, you've got to be really happy to come out of New Orleans with a win. Uh, both teams were battling some key injuries, uh, and I thought uh, the Packers overall, this was a back-and-forth affair. Uh, but uh, they made the plays when they had to and uh, get out of there. I don't care what the situation is or the time of year with the win, uh, I think will pay big dividends for us down the road. No doubt about it. I mean, I, I think the Saints, while they're one and two now, they're not going to have a losing record at the end of the season. They're a really, really good football team. We saw how dynamic Kamara is. Um, they've got a lot of weapons there. Of course, when Michael Thomas is healthy, uh, it makes them a ton better as well. But shoot, uh, to your point, Wags, we didn't have Devontae Adams. We didn't have Kenny Clark. So we were down two of our top five dudes ourselves. And um, I thought, really, we can chalk it up to a few things, but one of them was how creative Matt LaFleur's offense was. He put guys in the right possession, position to succeed. Um, I look at those tight end group. Uh, we'll talk about Alan Lazard as well. Uh, and then Aaron Rodgers, I thought, again, for the third week in row eggs, was just absolutely on point. Yeah, especially with the deep ball. So, yeah, let's just dive right into this and uh, talk about the offense, putting up 37 points. And we talked a little bit offline before we started recording. When is the last time you've seen an offense uh, for the Packers have uh, this dominant of a three-game stretch? And um, I think it's it's been a while, and and I saw that it's been since 2012 or 2012 when uh, weeks nine through 11. Uh, that was the season Packers went 15 and one. Um, so it's it's been a while since uh, we put up that quite of a stretch. Uh, certainly, there's been times in, in in individual seasons where the offense has looked really really good like this. But um, you know you, you you've got to really wonder. You mentioned the creativity of, of what Matt LaFleur is trying to do, but you've got to really wonder what opposing defenses uh, are thinking and what they're going to try to take away uh, because the Packers had one huge component uh, in Devontae Adams that uh, the Saints didn't even have to take away, and they still hummed right along here. So, uh, Dane, it's, it was a deep ball from Aaron Rodgers that was really on point this week, and I think you hit it, uh, some productivity from this tight end group we haven't seen that so far this year, uh, but that filled in any gaps that we may have had. Uh, you can't replace Devontae Adams, but that certainly filled in uh, and ensured for this week, at least, that this Packers offense was able to produce at a, another very, very high level. Yeah, and uh, I thought everybody was telling me Alan Lazard was slow because uh, <laughs> he, 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 he got open on some of those deep balls. Um, congratulations to him. A uh, hundred, uh, well over a hundred yards receiving yesterday, Wags. Um, he just filled right in, slotted in on national TV. Um, Aaron Rodgers, a couple days prior to this huge game, was talking about all the chips 
that, that Alan Lazard could have on his shoulder from the Jaguars, thinking he was more of a tight end, uh, to getting cut by the Jags, to, you know, coming to Green Bay, to being on the practice squad, and all these things. And all Alan Lazard has come out and done this year is gotten better. Going into this week, he didn't have gaudy numbers, but he had um, a lot of uh, move-the-chain plays for the Packers on third and fourth down. He's a guy that Rodgers clearly likes an awful lot and he trusts. And then today, or excuse me, last night, for uh, Lazard to just go off the way that he did against a very, very good uh, New Orleans Saints defensive backs, I was so impressed by him. Uh, big target and Wags, if Lazard can keep going and keep getting better and better as he has his entire career in Green Bay so far, we might actually have that number one and number two wide receiver because uh, Lazard is silencing a lot of critics after a game like on Sunday night. For sure. I think with Alan Lazard, one of the things that's impressed me so much since the second half of last season is he comes up with those big plays on third down um, and then you know, he seems like he's producing a little bit every week. So even when he doesn't have these monster games like he did uh, yesterday against the Saints, uh, he's been very consistent. And that's what you're really looking for, uh, particularly out of a number two or three receiver. Uh, and this week we saw MVS had one of those games where uh, he was targeted a few times and he and Aaron just didn't quite connect. Uh, but uh, I don't know if he was really looked at uh, on some of those shorter routes, there's a couple of times, but he only had one catch for five yards. So that's kind of what you get out of MVS sometimes is that inconsistency. Thankfully, the tight end group, which had been inconsistent in the first two games, was able to step up in a big way because with Devontae out and really getting almost nothing out of MVS, we really needed them as a whole, uh, nine catches and a couple of touchdowns on 10 targets. So uh, it's going to be Really interesting to see if, if that uh, is another component of the offense that we can get some consistency from moving forward. I don't expect them to maybe get as many targets if Devontae's out there, that group, but um, if, if they can produce, um, you know, with consistency like they did yesterday, this is, this offense is going to be really, really hard to slow down at any point this year. Wags, talking about those, that tight end group, I mean, everybody got involved uh, last night. How big of a deal was it for Jay Sternberger to have a couple of those catches? I mean, he's had some drops, and I feel like uh, I feel like confidence level may have been down uh, in himself a little bit there. I know that uh, one of them in particular looked like he was, you know, it was a pretty uh, routine catch, but how big of a deal is it for a guy like him going into year two to kind of get off the schneid have a couple catches and start to work himself into this offense. Especially in the fourth quarter, uh, in a tight game, uh, some of those catches, and those, that moved the chain, got got the that uh, drive going, I think when they were tied at 27. It was Jace that came in and had that first reception to get that drive uh, going a little bit. Uh, those are the types of plays that we need him to make when he's called upon, and, and he did so yesterday. So um, I know he had a, a nice touchdown in the postseason last year, but those were his first regular season receptions of his career. Uh, so if he wants to get more opportunities, he's going to have to make those exact plays when he's called upon because he's never going to get, at least this year, 10 targets a game. Uh, I don't see that happening anytime soon. Uh, but uh, you're absolutely right. He got a little bit of rhythm going. Uh, but then how about Robert Cunyon? Um, I think yeah. uh, he, he made some, some nice plays yesterday. And, again, he was 
he was pretty open on most of those, but um, uh, he just kind of gets out in the flat uh, on play action uh, and was able to to make five receptions and get a touchdown. And uh, Mercedes Lewis is never going to be someone that's targeted a lot, but he seems to make his targets count an awful lot, and yesterday was no exception. Wegs, 98 yards rushing from this Packer offense yesterday. If uh, we were going into the game blind yesterday, and I would have told you that we don't have Devontae Adams in and the team as a whole is going to rush for 98 yards, I think you would have thought we probably are going to lose that football game. But uh, somehow Aaron Rodgers was just able to spread the ball around all over the place. Um, and I was just, I, I think it's worth noting because that was just another, uh, contribution from a lot of different guys there. I'm really happy for Tunyon, uh, as well. A guy that, you know, going into the season, we're looking at going, you know, LaFleur said he might be starting tight end, but like, is that just lip service? What is it? I mean, Tunyon Wags, in the last couple of weeks has really been able to string together a couple nice games. And Rogers, I mean, I want to touch on this. When was the last time in a tight game we've seen Aaron Rodgers joking around and smiling and, and doing some of the things that he was doing? Uh, he was wiping off Lazard's face. He was goofing around with Sternberger. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, it, it's, it's almost like uh, he's completely rejuvenated this year. And I, I can't put my finger on why that would be, but Rodgers truly looks like he's having a ton of fun out there. Yeah, uh, he does, and he seems to play better when he's playing loose and having fun. Um, we haven't seen the belt come out yet, but I mean, that's, that's, that's the type of swagger. I, I mean, I don't care if you're an, a lot of times defensive guys, uh, they, you notice the swagger a little bit more, but I think it goes on, on both sides of the football. And Aaron Rodgers is kind of that quiet, stoic leader a lot of times, but, uh, when, when he's out there doing that, you know that he's he's feeling good and, and he's going to be playing at a high level. So uh, it's it's great to see, uh, no doubt about that. And I think it, one other point I guess I wanted to make with this offense is the play action game uh, went to another level yesterday. I think they were, you know, you're right. While they didn't have a ton of yards on the ground, um, on a per carry basis, I thought they were productive running mm-hmm. the ball. But uh, Aaron Rodgers, had I saw after the game, 52% of his passes were off of play action, uh, which was the most he's had in, I think, since 2009, which is, is pretty insane. Um, and all three of his touchdowns came on play action. Um, the long passes to Lazard came on play action. So whatever they were, I mean, they were just clearly – uh, I think almost in a chess game, a, a step ahead of what the Saints defense was trying to do yesterday, uh, because uh, certainly the Saints wanted to stop the run. I'm sure in their minds they're thinking, no Devontae Adams. If we can stop this run, uh, then they could really struggle uh, to, to get open and, and to get this pass game going. Uh, but I thought the Packers offensive coaching staff anticipated that really well and the creativity uh, that they were uh, taking and the approach they took in, in the, the game that they called yesterday uh, was just exceptional. So I just want to give the coaching staff uh, a lot of credit. And obviously the players went out there and executed, but Aaron looks very comfortable in this play action and uh, it, it played dividends uh, significantly yesterday as well. Yeah. Wags, he, uh, he was quoted talking about Lazard last night. He said loved and beautiful within a couple seconds of each other about how uh, <laughs> the floor is calling the games and then the offense. So I think, uh, 
uh, and I, I have no reason not to believe him there. Um, but uh, in addition to the play-action pass legs, I mean, this offensive line is keeping Rodgers upright, and they're cle- keeping his jersey clean. Uh, another week, another iteration of that offensive line with Billy Turner starting out uh, at right tackle and uh, Lucas Patrick at right guard. Uh, the Packers in three weeks have had three separate offensive lines and an uh, awful lot of different guys in those roles in between there. But um, the, the one thing that we have consistent here is Rodgers has had time uh, to stand in the pocket, throw the ball. And, and I got to think, Wags, I'm curious your take, but um, that makes uh, it allows for Rodgers to be more comfortable in the pocket. It also allows for him to make some of those play action deep strikes. Um, so how important is it to you uh, that Rodgers is upright? You you couldn't have said it better. It's 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 significant. They've done a fantastic job. Uh, Certainly, the Saints were playing without Malcolm Jenkins, uh, but um, they they are always a defense that dials up some pressure. They got a couple of of pressures that Rodgers was able to get rid of the ball, uh, throw it away, but um, nothing that really felt uh, at any point like uh oh. This seems like it's tilting. You'll have those games occasionally where it just look, it just, you can just feel the defense dialing it up a notch. Uh, and that certainly didn't come close to happening yesterday. So, uh, kudos to the offensive line. Uh, and, uh, I thought Billy Turner and, and Lucas Patrick, uh, look, look solid, uh, playing next to each other on the right side for the first time this year. So good to see Billy back out there and, and, and certainly Lucas was playing through or coming off a, a little bit of an injury from previous weeks. So hopefully this now is that, um, uh, launch point for this offensive line. They've held it together beautifully to this point, but, um, if they can retain some health and, and just be able to, you know, settle into their roles, uh, I think it'll just keep getting better and better for these guys. And this solidifies, as far as I'm concerned, that Rick Wagner really is going to be that swing tackle, backup tackle this season. Um, the fact that he wasn't in, that they really wanted to move Billy Turner out outside there, and Lucas Patrick now appears to be the starting guard for the Packers. I um, I, I don't expect much changes. Uh, overall, I thought the offensive line played really well together, and it looks like Lucas Patrick won this job. Yeah, uh, he's one of the best five offensive linemen, clearly from the coaching staff size. Uh, it has to feel a little bit better for them, too, that uh, what John Runyon Jr. was able to do in those yeah. first couple of weeks and, and not unli- you know, not an insignificant number of snaps out there uh, that they're going to feel better about him as a uh, uh, backup interior guy moving forward. So uh, I think from that perspective, not to say that Rick Wagner wouldn't be out there at tackle if they didn't feel like he was one of the top five guys, but now you've got Rick Wagner can back up either tackle position. You've got John Runyon uh, can be a backup at the interior. Uh, so I think that uh, settles things in uh, quite a bit from, from what these guys can expect and plan for and what their roles are going to be. Good point. Good point. Anything else on the offensive side of the ball before we uh, move over to the Saint, uh, the Saints offense and, and how the Packers uh, defense performed. Yeah, not part of the offensive unit, but um, an extension of it. Uh, certainly Mason Crosby, yeah. sometimes I think he gets overlooked and you just take for granted. But, man, has he been dialed in this year. And, and I just – yesterday, a couple of really long field goals and just – 
not even uh, wavering. So I just want to give a little kudos to, to Mason. I, I think sometimes we overlook him a little bit. He just gets out there and gets the job done week to week and, um, and came through in a big way again yesterday. Yeah, good. I'm glad. Yeah, thanks for highlighting him. We love Mace. It's uh, it's like it's another year, and Mason Crossy's still swinging the leg and hitting 49 yard field goals for the Packers. So you know, all in a day's work for Mason Crosby. Absolutely. So let's jump over to the defensive side of the ball, and um, this was kind of an interesting game, I think, for the defense. Uh, yeah. There was some highs and there were some lows. So uh, Dane, I'll, I'll I'll hand it over to you first for initial observations. What were some of the key takeaways that you took from the defensive side of the well, ball. Wags, I think that uh, one thing that we saw more this week than other weeks was um, kind of a testing of the depth a little bit. Uh, I saw Jonathan Garvin out there in some pass rush situations. Uh, Billy Wynn, who's on our practice squad, he's the, uh, uh, the, the defensive lineman who hadn't played a game since, I believe, 2016 due to injuries. He played a fair number of games in the NFL for the Browns and uh, but but hadn't really had an opportunity due to injury. He got some snaps in there. Um, and he had a, a big pass deflection in the second Huge half. pass deflection. He did the Dikembe Mutombo finger wave wags when he knocked that ball down. It was good to see him get involved there. Um, we saw Oren Burks out there a little bit, and then we also, uh, at a very uh, predominant role, Ty Summers with Christian Kirksey, going down with what looked like a shoulder injury. And I thought Ty Summers outside of uh, that ta- uh, tackle mess that we saw with Elvin Kamara uh, there in the second half, I thought Ty Summers played a really nice football game. Uh, but I thought that was the big takeaway was we saw a lot of those guys um, getting opportunities to, to perform. And also, Wegg, Kingsley Kiki uh, showing up in the pass rush, second-year defensive lineman as well, with um, with Kenny Clark out once again this week, we needed somebody on the defensive line to step up, and Kingsley Kiki made Drew Brees' night just that much more difficult with some really good interior pass rushes. Yeah, I should have named him as my X Factor instead of Kenny <laughs> Clark. Um, I, I said we needed some interior uh, pass rush, and Kingsley Kiki, boy, he came up big in, in a couple of uh, circumstances uh, and uh, got the defense off the field. I got to tell you, if he's going to emerge this year uh, when Kenny Clark gets back, look out. I'm feeling a heck of a lot better about this defensive line group. Uh, mm-hmm. So certainly we hope that Kenny gets healthy here soon. But uh, that was very, very encouraging to see. No doubt, no doubt about that. Um, I, for me, the biggest thing that I'm looking at is missed tackles. Yeah. Uh, that That's that's the concern. And, and honestly, I think you can – you can fix missed tackles, and I, I, I'm not going to make any excuses for these guys. I, I thought it was uh, a little bit more noticeable uh, this week than in the first two weeks, but certainly that was out there in the first couple of weeks as well. I, it's going to happen as part of football. I get it. But if they clean that up a, a bit, and you mentioned that the Kamara play that was glaring, but there was there was quite a few other uh, occasions where the, where some missed tackles uh, gave the Saints opportunities to stay on the field. So, and and, and these guys, Alvin Kamara is a, a, a mis, mismatch nightmare for anyone. I, I get it, but they've got to do a better job of wrapping up and tackling. And if they could do that, I think that this defense probably looks a lot better yesterday than, than what it did. Um, and some of those big plays that they gave up, 
Um, that being said, we've got to give them credit for making some big plays as well, and particularly in the fourth quarter. When it counted, they made some big plays, and none bigger than uh tie ball game 27-27. The offense doesn't make the, the fourth and one at midfield, and now they come out and they've got to make a big stop. Zadaria Smith punches the ball away, yep. uh, forces a fumble, uh, and now it's going back in the other direction. The offense gets right back on the field. I was pretty worried after that fourth and one that that could have been all she wrote, particularly if the Saints go down there and get seven. Yeah, like that was truly the turning point of the game. Uh, Zadarius Smith, I think, um, throughout the night was battling. Um, but, but to get in there, we talked about Taysom Hill in our preview podcast and about how, you know, he could make a play. Um, what we didn't take into account for is that he might make a play that benefits the Packers. And that's what ended up happening. Zadarius Smith um, slammed inside there, forced that fumble, field goal uh, by the Packers, and then we put it away with a big touchdown later. I mean, that was truly a turning point right there, Wags. And um, that's that, I think, at its core, it, at times can be what this defense is, is it's predicated on takeaways. When the Packers are getting takeaways, they're, they're forcing turnovers. We're winning football games. Now, um, that 37-30 uh, score, I didn't love to see them give up 30, uh, but I also, I mean, late in the game, the, the Saints kick a field goal. I mean, overall, uh, if we can clean up, to, to what you said a little bit earlier, if we can clean up those missed tackles, I really like what this defense can do. I, I like um, the aggressiveness of the defense. I think that uh, as the season progresses, they're going to get better um, as a unit together. It's clear that they like to, to feed off each other, much like last season. Um, so we just need to keep working on some of these turnovers and uh, and just kind of tightening the screws. But I, I thought another nice week from our defensive backs overall um, in, the, in the past game, it was just those darn missed tackles that are the things that are going to be glaring after week three. Yeah, and I mean, some of those, again, going back to Elvin Kamara, but um, – I, I, one thing that I was a little bit uh, frustrated by too is it does seem that at times uh, the Packers don't necessarily scheme to take away uh, what the opposing offense is trying to do. Um, and Kamara is a perfect example of that. They're trying to cover him with Ty Summers and no disrespect. I, we love Ty Summers, mm-hmm. uh, but, but that's a mismatch. So I, I really can't blame Ty when he's not able to keep up to, to Kamara when he gets on a crossing route in some of those situations. And I thought he did a remarkable job. There were a couple of times where you would have liked to see him complete the tackle. Uh, but overall, I think he made your point earlier. He did a, I thought he had a really solid game in coming in after Kirksey went down. Uh, but I can't even really blame him uh, because he's being asked to cover one of the top uh, running backs in the league. I don't know. I, I That's something that I, I do understand how some Packer fans can get frustrated with the defensive uh, coaching staff and Coach Patton at times is you, that that's basically all the Saints have on offense. Uh, I thought Latavius Murray actually ran the ball pretty well yesterday, too. But mm-hmm. without Michael Thomas, what, what exactly did the Packers defense expect the Saints to try to do? It's almost like they if i'm be, if i can be a little bit critical of them it's almost like they 
didn't really know what the Saints were going to try to do and attack them, why are they letting the Saints exploit some of those mismatches? Uh, that was one thing that just is a little bit puzzling to me. So, Dane, what do you think about that? No, I, I hear you. I mean, I I thought that the um, – I was surprised by it. And, and I, I know that Kamara I, – I, w- I guess I was surprised by a couple things, but I was a little surprised with, with – um, us trying to match up linebackers on, um, especially middle linebacker on, on Kamara. I mean, he's just, he's fast, right? Kamara's the kind of guy that can, can burn cornerbacks, let alone middle linebackers. So, um, I would hope that they'd be able to scheme a little bit better, particularly knowing that Michael Thomas is going to be out of the game. Um, I'm hoping that this defense continues to learn. I, I'm hoping that Patton, um, it makes those kinds of adjustments as the, as the season wears on. I was glad overall, I thought, with the run defense. I, I thought that um, they did a pretty good job overall, but some of those plays out of the backfield uh, were just absolute killers for the pack. So um, I, I hear you. I just I hope that they make those adjustments as the season goes on, uh, especially when they're playing these top-tier talents. I can see it, Legs. If we think we're just better than the opposing offense, if our defense is better, then we just do what we do and uh, the opposing offense be damned. Uh, but when you're playing a premier team like that, I would hope that we'd be able to take away their number one thing and then what Drew Brees has to try to beat us with his arm. And I thought for the third week in a row, Drew Brees just didn't look like the Drew Brees that I'm used to watching. Well, that's the other thing with this too. I do understand that if you pull up a – corner or safety to, to shadow Kamara, now you may be susceptible over the top, but I didn't see Drew Brees throw the ball more than 15 yards downfield the whole game. Same. So yeah. it, it does beg the question of, you know, what are you seeing on tape that you're going to be concerned about getting beat over the top? I, I, I mean, there's trade-offs. I, I think week to week, you're going to have to try to make make your choices. And this defense, the way the offense is playing, um, you might, I might be splitting hairs a little bit here to your point. Uh, it, you just kind of, you don't want to get beat fast and early. Uh, and, uh, so they're going to, they're always going to be a little bit of a bend, but don't break. And I, and opportunistic. And, and, and that worked to a T yesterday against what well, was still a very, very good Saints offense. So, uh, I might be quibbling a little bit, but look, this defense is going to have to get better. Um, we've seen three weeks now that, they haven't, I don't think, played to the level that any of them would like to. Uh, so I'm not saying anything to, to get on these guys. I'm sure they feel they can play better, too. So um, it starts with cleaning up the tackles. But um, I think from a schematic standpoint, I would like to see uh, this defensive staff uh, clean up a few things, too, to put these guys in the best position to, to be, take the next step as a defense. Um, I look at, uh, not to get ahead of ourselves, but there will be weeks where our offense isn't as crisp as it's just been uh, for these first three weeks. And uh, a team like the Atlanta Falcons that is not, um, you know, on the win column yet this week and and we'll, we'll, or um, this year, I'm sorry, and we'll talk more about them later in the week. That offense is perfectly capable of putting up 30, 35 points on this Packers defense right now. Uh, So the defense is going to need to be better. I don't care how bad that Atlanta defense has been. If our offense isn't, you know, humming uh, this next week, they're perfectly capable of putting, giving us our first loss of the season. So uh, we're going to have to get better, and, and I'm hopeful uh, that we're able to clean up some things uh, this week and moving forward. Christian Kirksey, we're not sure the extent of his shoulder injury. Uh, wasn't able to return this week. 
uh, or, or yesterday. Um, I, 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 we've talked about Ty, but I'm going to some more because I like him. And I, I think that I really overall was really impressed by his performance. Um, how big of a blow wags do you think it would be uh, if, if Kirksey's out for a significant amount of time? Because I, I, I thought that Ty played really well. I really like, um, I really like what Chris Barnes has done in limited action. We're going to be getting Kamal Martin back sooner rather than later, and then bringing Kirksey in as well. Um, you know, this is a position group that you and I talk ad nauseum about in the offseason, and a lot of people are talking about how this inside linebacker group was, quote-unquote, the worst in the league or, or the top, top uh, uh, or excuse me, one of the bottom barrel uh, inside linebacker positions. But all they've got, done is really go out and perform, I think, the, the, through the first three games. Um, so first, uh have you seen anything on Kirksey? Because I haven't. And second, I mean, how, how do you feel about this inside linebacker group going forward? Well, it's a good question. I, I, we knew a concern with Kirksey was that, I, I hate to put the label injury prone, but he's missed a lot of games due to injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll have to see. Um, I, I'm obviously a little bit nervous when someone goes down with, you know, a shoulder injury that that screams multi-game absence, uh, and that's that's a little concerning to me. Uh, we'll hopefully know a little bit more. Uh, he might be out this week without us really knowing a whole lot more because we've got a bye following the Falcons game. So uh, we may not find out a whole lot about Christian Kirksey for a few weeks. Um, he could be held out this week without us really hearing much. So I think we're just going to have to wait and see. Kamal Martin uh, was kind of the talk of camp uh, from the linebacker position, uh, but he's not been on the field in NFL action. So um, I, I certainly look forward to getting him back and I'm anxious to see what he can do out on the field. Uh, I don't know if we know exactly uh, what we're getting until we do see him in action. Um, Ty Summers, I thought you're absolutely right filled in beautifully. Uh, this is exactly the type of guy we expect to see in Ty Summers. He's just a, he's a player. He's a football player. He gets out there. Uh, he's, you know, sure in his assignments, he makes, makes tackles, uh, very aggressive. I, I thought he played a, a very good game overall. Um, and, uh, you know, I think the big question mark is, um, you know, Oren Burks, I thought, you know, unfortunately he got some snaps and I think, uh, they ran right at him, and and uh, and that's been the, the biggest struggle with Oren is is his uh, run defense. And uh, if you're playing inside linebacker and and you're not moving downhill and, and filling the gaps, uh, I don't know how many more opportunities you're going to get. So I think depth is going to be the biggest concern, especially if Kirksey misses extended time. Uh, but uh, getting Kamal Martin back uh, sooner than later would certainly help in that regard. And then, you know, staying in similar form, were you surprised at how much uh, uh, Will Redmond took over quite a bit for Raven Green, I thought, last night? Uh, I, I saw Redmond on the field an awful lot. Uh, were you surprised by that at all? I I expected to see Raven Green out there um, in kind of, as kind of that dime linebacker. I saw Redmond in there as well, a little uh, uneven uh, last night, I thought. Um, at times, um, but I'm just kind of curious your take on that because I really thought this was going to be Raven Green's uh, position to lose, but it looks like the Packers, which we've talked about it, we like Will Redmond, um, but it looks like the Packers wanted to give him an extended look last night. 
Yeah, I don't know exactly what the reason for that was. If if maybe if Raven, you know, he had his first game back uh, in week two, he didn't he didn't suit up in week one. Uh, perhaps if he just wasn't feeling a hundred percent throughout the week, I know he practiced, but um, or if it was more of a you know a matchup thing. I think, uh, you know, certainly Will Redman probably, he gives you a little bit more speed on the field than what Raven Green does. Uh, so perhaps that was part of it as well. Um, he played okay. I don't think it was his best performance, and I'm sure he'd be the first one to tell you that as well. Uh, it's certainly the biggest one uh, play that comes to mind is uh, on that long Kamara catch and run. He was the guy that had a, a really nice opportunity to, stop Kamara for actually a, a loss uh, behind the line of scrimmage and just whiffed. Uh, so that that's that's uh, a play that I'm sure he would certainly like to have back. Um, other than that, I, I think he was, he was fairly solid. I, I, I'm not really quite sure. Again, we go back to the scheme. What What is the Packers coaching staff trying to, to get out of that hybrid position? It doesn't seem like they utilized he, uh, that position to come up and attack. Um, he, it's almost like just having an extra zone defender out there. And I don't know. I, I, I hate to say they weren't aggressive enough, uh, but I'm just not clear right now exactly how they're trying to utilize that role because I know Coach Patton loves to have that hybrid guy out on the field, uh, but it doesn't seem like there's a, a clear uh, picture of exactly what they're trying to do with that position. Do you have a better idea, or were you watching that a little bit more carefully to, to maybe be able to share some insight I, on that? I, Wags, I, I I disagree with you completely. I mean, I uh, just out there, I was kind of going, okay, so they're out there. It didn't look like um, there was a lot of uh, opportunity for impact. You know what I mean when I say that? Like, it didn't seem like they were moving them around the way that I thought, especially with the talent. Um, and the skill set that somebody like a Will Redmond has, I think that he's super athletic. And um, I thought that overall he was a, another body out there, and they weren't putting him in the position to maybe make the, the plays or, or even key in on Kamara in some of the ways I would have liked to have seen them do that. Especially uh, as the game wore on, I didn't think the Saints were really committing to the run as much any longer, and I would have liked to have seen Redmond be able to maybe cover up uh, Kamara a little bit more, key in on him, uh, maybe bring him in as a fifth rusher at times, and just kind of um, play around with, with that position a little bit. I feel like when you have um, that position on the field, it's kind of an opportunity for the defense to do something a little bit more creative. We talked about the creativity of the offense, but defensively, I thought last night at least, we kind of knew what was going to happen and what their roles and responsibilities were of that defense. And it just wasn't anything that was going to make a huge, significant impact. So, wait a minute. Are, are you agreeing or disagreeing with me? I agree. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you were basically saying the same thing. Uh, yeah. I think we were saying the same thing. I may have misheard yeah. you. I apologize. No, yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's totally fine if you disagree with me, by the way. No, I, just, I do. I, 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 I guess I misheard you. So, no. yeah, it, that's, that was, if anything, that I, I think that was probably my main criticism of the yeah. defense uh, last night is is that it, it felt like they just rolled out there with kind of a vanilla scheme. Um, I agree. And it, it didn't seem like it was customized to this Saints offense. I, and that was that's probably – was my bigger concern uh, of anything. I mean, the missed tackles, absolutely. That's that's the biggest thing straight off the top. You got you can't 
you can't fix something that's a little bit broken uh, in that regard. But that that was my bigger concern was it just didn't feel like this was a game plan uh, for the Saints. This felt like the game plan that they could have just rolled out there uh, in week nine against name your opponent. Uh, and it was certainly a, did the job. Um, so uh, that's great and all, but I, I think we've seen three weeks now that uh, they're just giving up chunk yardage in certain situations to you. At, at the end of the game, it was all but over. I get it. Um, and granted, it did take a minute and a half off the clock. So you could say that what they did uh, in that zone defense was was what they needed to do. But uh, it does frustrate me, and I know it frustrates a lot of other fellow Packer fans too, when you see five Packer defenders and uh, one offensive player just settle in the middle of a zone uh, amongst five defenders. Uh, I don't know why that seems to happen to us uh, as much as it does. Uh, it did happen a couple of times in the first two weeks, too. Uh, I'm thinking about before the end of half situations where both the Vikings and the Lions were able to march down the field in a very, very short period of time. So I, I, there's just, I think, a few things that this Packers defensive staff is going to need to address. And it could be the players, too, not executing what they're trying to do um, and perhaps not necessarily – following through on what those assignments are to a T. Uh, so I think both parties are involved, uh, but uh, I sure would like to see them play at a higher level because I had great expectations for this defense this year. Um, so again, I don't want to quibble or sound like I'm complaining because we're 3-0 and uh, that's that's probably at least one, one win better uh, at this point than I thought they would be before the season. So uh, <laughs> I'm very, very happy overall. I, I just feel like there's uh, going to be some situations where we're going to need this defense to start playing better. I guess the exciting thing about what we're talking about is that we're 3-0 and and we still see room for improvement, right? Um, I, I'm excited about that. I think that this is a team that can continue to get better and grow together. I think every team, uh, you know, hopes for that, and, and, and that's kind of the what they're looking to do. But I thought I think the offense, if, if we can keep going at even close to this pace offensively, I do think this defense is going to catch up this year. There's too many good players that have already played together. Um, there's there's enough continuity on this defense and enough guys that can make a serious impact and make splash plays. Uh, that way, I'm confident in this defense, and uh, it's not going to get easier. So I think next week against the Falcons, as you said, the Falcons haven't won a game, but they are dangerous offensively. Um, so uh, we'll we'll do a preview podcast uh, shortly on this Falcons uh, matchup with the Pack. But uh, the Packers' defense is going to have their hands full going into Week Four. Yeah, absolutely, and that's the issue. If we start getting in track meets, um, you know, then it becomes almost a coin flip and who has the ball last type situation. And this Falcons offense is certainly capable of putting up points with this Packers offense uh, as good as they've been. So we've seen that in the past. So we, we yeah. know the players, and, and we'll get into that more, as you said. So um, anything else on the defensive side of the ball that you wanted to highlight? I think we've pretty much covered everything. No, I I think so as well. I think that, um, again, Kingsley Kiki continuing to improve. Uh, exciting to see that. And, and as you said, man, uh, Kiki and, um, and Kenny Clark on the defensive line at the same time, if Kingsley can continue to improve on that front, uh, it gives us a real pass rush, just another body to throw at these uh, offensive lines. So I was just yeah. really, really impressed by him yesterday. 
Yeah, I mean, one thing, and I don't know that the Falcons are going to have the personnel to exploit it uh, this week, but I'm really glad that the Saints didn't pound the ball with Latavius Murray more than they yeah. did. It seemed like in the second quarter, um, they really started to get in a rhythm. I'm thinking of um, a, a couple of drives uh, in that second quarter where Latavius was out there, and they were just handing him the ball on consecutive plays, and he was getting downhill. I, I get it. Uh, Kamara's the more explosive back, but if I'm the same coaching staff, I'm going back to that tape thinking, man, this was a chance that we could have really uh, uh, gassed this Packers defense a little bit more, um, and I thought they looked exploitable against the run at certain points of that game. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so that's one thing that uh, there's going to be some opponents coming up that will be more than capable of taking advantage of that Packers run defense. I don't think we need to go back too far, and I don't need to re- be keep reliving the nightmare of the NFC Championship game, uh, but I'm not completely positive that this Packers defense is addressed their run defense quite yet. Uh, when fully healthy, I think they'll be improved, but um, I, I haven't seen an opponent uh, that's been in a game situation uh, that uh, has been able to really just uh, pound the football. Uh, the Vikings like would like to try to do that, but they were playing from behind uh, right. the whole game in week one. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, coming up. That's one other thing that makes me a little bit nervous on, on the defensive side of the ball as well. Well, we'll have to stay tuned, and hopefully it doesn't uh, bite us in week four. Uh, I love being 3-0, and and I'm hoping we can extend that to 4-0. and I mean, Wags, can you believe it? We're already almost a quarter of the way done uh, with, with the season. These football seasons go way too fast. It always goes fast and feels good when we're winning. So uh, <laughs> if we could keep that up, I, I would love to go uh, into the bye. We've got an early bye this year, and it, it might be to our advantage with some of the injuries that we're dealing with currently. So uh, we'll see. Uh, we've got a long week, uh, even with the Sunday night game, since we're playing on Monday. Um, so, again, we'll, we'll, we'll be probably on Friday. Uh, this week coming out with our preview pod. Uh, we'll ha- give it a couple, an extra day at least, uh, because I, I doubt they're going to be practicing on Wednesday this week yeah. uh, with the uh, longer week. So uh, anyway, stay tuned for that. And, and thanks, folks. We kind of uh, audibled a little bit. I know normally we have been pushing that we're going to do Instagram uh, live after the games to do our recap. Um, I had a little bit of connectivity issue last night we were gonna we tried to jump on and a few of you may have caught us but um had some connection issues so we decided to pod today instead um for your listening pleasure so thanks thanks for hanging with us i know uh a lot of you would have been excited to jump on and and celebrate last night after that big packer win yeah so please follow us on instagram lombardi's legends twitter facebook um call our cheesehead hotline 608 608- Two eight five two one two eight. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, uh, if we like it, we might play it on one of our future podcasts as well. So uh, please just uh, keep going to our social media and also uh, find us on iTunes, Google, Google Play, all those types of things. And please rate and review as well. We'd love to see those ratings. Absolutely. So thanks so much for listening. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.